This Week in HPC. Lenovo plants HPC flag in Europe. And PGS invests in five petaflop super. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everybody, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed by our friends at top500.org. I'm Addison Snell, and that's Michael Feldman. Michael, we've got an all-European show this week. We've got a lot going on in Europe this week in HPC. Yeah, and you were just in Europe. You caught a couple events there that you'll be talking about. But yeah, it just uh, happens to be this week is is all European news. Well, there was some other other news, but the big stories this week were found were on uh, across the pond there. Right. Uh, I, I was in Europe this week, starting with one quick day at the three-day HPC Advisory Council meeting that was in Lugano, Switzerland. Michael, this is one that you've been to in the past. Right, it's a beautiful setting there. It's a nice little, uh, nice little group and a nice little set of uh, lectures and sessions that uh, they put together there in Lugano. Yeah, we've, we've been really happy to support these HPC Advisory Council meetings. They're great end-user content meetings that have a lot to do with uh, parallelism, uh, getting applications uh, ready for exascale, moving them forward to multi-core, many-core. I got to see DK Pandas talk again on the application readiness for exascale. They had gold member uh, sponsorship from DDN, from Intel, Lenovo, Mellanox. Seagate, CSCS, uh, a lot of other vendors involved. We saw the presentation this time around with Alexander Moskovsky from RSC. Uh, it's nice seeing them getting back involved again. So, so a lot of really good content coming out of these uh, advisory council meetings over the course of the year. Yeah, it's a nice lineup there, and, and like I said, it's a great venue and attracts some of the local talent and people in Switzerland and, and surrounding countries to, to attend. And people can find my own presentation. Our, our, we do our HPC market updates at these, and I'm sure my slides are up online there for that. I think they were going around Twitter as well. But uh, that, that was uh, one day I spent there. I was really on my way to Stuttgart. I think the bigger news was that Lenovo has opened and unveiled, this is kind of the, the ribbon-cutting ceremony for their HPC Innovation Center, which is in Stuttgart, Germany. Right. That was a uh, that was an interesting bit of news. The High Performance Computing Center, or Innovation Center, like you said, in Stuttgart, uh, basically the first of its kind in that city, and certainly the first for Lenovo uh, in their new foray into into HPC. Yeah, it was really great seeing them now free uh, after this. Uh, all the acquisitions have gone through to really state what their differentiation, where their leadership is going to be in HPC specifically and enterprise computing in general. And this was kind of a media day. First of all, I'll say that, you know, in this uh, data center space they've got next to their offices, it was clear that this was really the grand opening. I, there were there were still furniture going into some rooms and, you know, boxes getting open, but this, the, the system has been turned on. It is it is open for business. And uh, and they had uh, uh, presentations from Imar Delequisang, who's the president of, of EMEA there and an SVP at, at Lenovo. Uh, 
from uh, the Lenovo CTO, Peter Hortensius, from Brian Connors, who's the VP of Enterprise Systems and Strategic Alliances, who we've known for a long time from being involved in HPC on the, on the IBM side. And uh, some really good messages coming out of this, starting with the fact that you know, they have a real ambition to, uh, to be a leader in HPC and in enterprise computing. Imar talked about uh, the ambition to create a $5 billion enterprise business, uh, and, uh, and Brian amplified that with the drive to become the, the number one provider in the enterprise server market. I, what do you think? Has Lenovo got that in them? Well, potentially they sure do. I mean, they've they've got all the pieces together. They've got the the IP and the talent from IBM. They've got the global reach. I, I think it's interesting they decide to plant the flag in Europe first for this HPC Innovation Center. I mean, obviously Europe is a very big market, but uh, North America is as big, and yet they opted to go to uh, to Europe to start this up. There will be a smaller uh, innovation center called their Morrisville Industrial Benchmarking Center in North Carolina. That was another part of the announcements. I think that's, that might be a, a little more uh, ISV focused there. But yeah, starting with Europe, I think is actually a savvy move on Lenovo's part. I think they're aware that their nearer term growth opportunities are going to be in Europe. Although during the media Q&A, Brian Connors did make a point of saying that this acquisition uh, did go through with full U.S. federal CFIUS approval. There's, there's no ban on Lenovo's selling in North America or even selling to the U.S. government. I, I just think it's going to be a part of, geographically, a part of the world that's going to be a little slower to develop. Right. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think it was a, an interesting choice, maybe a savvy choice by, uh, by Lenovo here. Their, their client partners, they announced, were all European. I mean, their industry partners were multi, multinational, the usual suspects, Intel, uh, IBM, their, their former uh, company Mellanox Nvidia, but their client partners were basically uh, German-based, and some of their ISV partners are multinational as well. Yeah, not just German-based. They talked about their core client partners, some supercomputing centers in Europe that, that they're doing research with as part of this innovation center, uh, LRZ, uh, looking at energy efficiency and software, uh, STFC Hartree, looking at, at uh, HPC software optimization at scale, Barcelona for extreme application scalability, Chineca in Italy for uh, for big data and many core, um, Reconcentrum uh, Garching, which is the, the the new German one that we used to call Max Planck. They're looking at material sciences and uh, ULIC for HPC storage. But uh, you mentioned also their technology partners. Intel took a huge role in this unveiling. We saw Raj Hazra there. He gave a, a, his a presentation on the, the need for code modernization. But then after that, you know, you got Mellanox is up there as a big partner, NVIDIA, IBM. It was interesting to me that the other three technology partners partners, although they were there talking about individual things like Mellanox for, for fabrics and NVIDIA for graphics and IBM for spectrum storage and the platform computing pieces, those three companies, Mellanox, NVIDIA, and IBM, are, are the core of the uh, Open Power Alliance. So uh, you got uh, Intel and then those three all in the same room. It'll be interesting to watch that develop over time. Yeah, we also noted a few weeks ago we talked about uh 
Lenovo experimenting with, with some ARM technology and, and possibly an ARM product down the road. So they're not really playing any favorites with their industry partners. I mean, they came from IBM, but they're heavily focused on Intel too. But they'll use they'll use any parts they can do. They want to sell servers, and they're a server company. They're not there to to make anybody's uh, chip business you know better or worse. Right. Well, you mentioned ARM, and I, I did say Barcelona among the uh, among the uh, client partners. Barcelona is probably the world leader right now in ARM research for HPC. But you know, you make a good point that about the openness here. And in fact, one of the a couple of the key announcements, in addition to the opening of the HPC Innovation Center, they announced that they're full members of ETP for HPC, which is um, the, the European technology platform for high-performance computing project in Europe, looking at development there. They also announced they really intend to support open IP frameworks for collaboration among their partners. So to the extent that they attract innovation into this uh, center, they want the people who develop those innovations to still hold the IP for those innovations. So they're trying to play very friendly with their partners. You, you made a statement about them being a, a hardware provider. I thought that was a core element of all, all of this. Both Imar and Brian said very clearly that Lenovo is a hardware company. They are committed to doing their own R&D in all product categories. Um, they're going to do their own manufacturing their own supply chain, their own fabs, and they're very clear about their role as a, as a hardware provider for HPC. Well, that, that's certainly a departure from the way IBM would have would have presented their their X series. I mean, they they always thought of themselves, and they are they're they're a systems company. Where I think Lenovo is, and rightly so, focusing on the on the server side, on the hardware itself, and they use their partners strategically to fill in the gaps on software, software stacks, applications, and 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 other pieces of the hardware ecosystem as well. Uh, that's that's definitely, I think, the way to go, and it's it's something. Frankly, IBM couldn't be comfortable with because of, of their of their business model. Well, it's going to be a different kind of approach, I think. Uh, you know, Peter Hortensius, the CTO, was pretty clear that big data going forward was going to be an area of investment. But that's countered by the fact that they're clear that they're not a software company. They're not right. developing. They're gonna, not going to do a Watson-like approach with their own software for analytics. They're going to be designing uh, on the hardware side. Uh, it's worth mentioning some of the the specifics of the benchmarking center, or the uh, innovation center itself. They they have a benchmarking system that's uh, that's a next scale system with M5 Haswell processors. It's uh, 15 racks, including storage, 180 nodes, uh, about 5,000 5,040 cores overall. EDR and Finiband and 2.1 petabytes of uh, IBM Spectrum storage. That's with the with the GPFS. Not not a huge system, but about what you you'd find for a benchmarking system for somebody doing uh, research into into these technologies. The system was so new; they've got the media all in taking pictures. The servers still all had <laughs> IBM badges on them. <laughs> swapped them out for Lenovo badges. Yet we're, we're really just hitting the ground running here. Yep. Yep. 
So uh, big news with Lenovo there. I think that's an important step for them, and it's going to be interesting to watch them as they, they follow a very intentional strategy to try to take the lead in enterprise servers in, in HPC as a hardware provider, and including a focus on their own architectures, their own R&D going forward. Uh, we'll touch base with them again uh, for sure when we get to ISC. Now, meanwhile, uh, on the end user side, there's a big purchase in Europe. Yeah, uh, Cray announced that they sold a system to uh, to PGS, uh, a Norwegian uh, oil and gas company. It stands for Petroleum Geoservices, uh, and this happened to be well, essentially the biggest. Uh, supercomputer that an oil and gas company has purchased, at least publicly talked about. This is going to be five petaflops, and it goes along with some Synexion storage. Right. And in fact, that makes it the largest commercial publicly known HPC facilities. We, we might guess whether or not there's uh, certainly a hyperscale company like Google might have more than uh, five petaflops in aggregate, but they're hardly out there running Linpack to talk about the size of their infrastructure. But uh, in terms of known commercial HPC systems or the top 500 list, uh, this five petaflop super will top the list. Now, we've talked about other ones like at ENI uh, and uh, Total and SG both have large systems. That SGI system uh, is scheduled to be doubled in size this year, but that that might still not catch up to five petaflops. Right. That'll put it at about four four and a half petaflops if if, if that happens this year. And the the system at ENI was already in was was at about four point six. These are peak petaflops. So if this is a five plus uh, petaflop system, this will retain that crown. But you'll notice that that all these top systems are. Our uh, oil and gas systems. I mean, these are uh, these are petaflop systems. There's very few commercial systems that break into the petaflop range, but there are now a few that uh, are in oil and gas. And this one is, looks like it's going to be the biggest one. This will be the biggest one, and it goes with an important project. Uh, PGS is about to kick off uh, the PGS Triton survey, which, according to the Craig press release, is the most advanced seismic imaging survey ever conducted in the deep waters of the Gulf of Mexico. So the, this Cray system to be delivered this year uh, is going to be put to immediate work on, uh, on looking at the uh, Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, and the, this this type of imaging, as as they gather more and more of this data, has a huge uh, demand for for computation. Not to mention data movement, and that needs uh, larger and larger systems to do these things in a in a reasonably uh, quick manner. So uh, it's it's not really surprising to see that some of these largest systems are going into oil and gas firms. But these are these are quite expensive systems that didn't have the financial business model of an oil and gas company, it couldn't be done, but uh, certainly they do. There's billions of dollars on the line here with these uh, reservoir exploration and, and uh, subsequent production, so they can afford to, to invest you know, tens of millions of dollars into these large systems. Meanwhile, another big win for Cray. We're not quite ready yet to announce uh, all the finals on uh, 2014. That'll be in the weeks ahead, but I do have a good sense that Cray had a pretty good year last year. Yeah, it seems like every, every week they have a new announcement of another large system, and uh, yeah, they've, they've been on a tear. Well, that'll wrap it up for this week, Michael. Uh, thanks for talking to me, and thanks for listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. 